0: It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for his return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. The prophecies made thousands of years ago seem so distant and almost not able to be applied to today. But that couldn't be further from the truth. The prophecies Pastor J.D. walks us through today so very clearly point us to a carefully laid out plan that God has made for this planet and all who are here. Now don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's prophecy update as shared on July 24th, 2022.
1: Enter 1 Thessalonians 5.3. This is going to change the whole complexion of this prophecy. For when they say peace and security, then sudden destruction comes upon, and I like this word a lot, them. I'm not a them. <laughs> them, as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and, and, and here's another word I like, similar, and they, they shall not escape. This is in the context of the Apostle Paul by the Holy Spirit writing about the rapture, and he delineates between they and we, them and us. They will not escape. But we, who are alive and remain, will be caught up, raptured up. Harpazo in the Greek. The Latin, raptors. That's where we get the word rapture. We. So, if you hear nothing else that I say today, hear this. Be a we. Let's talk about Daniel 9.27 now. This is, again, very well known, very important prophets. They're all important, but I'm tying stuff together and I hope it'll all fit here in a moment. This prophecy provides us with specificity because we're told here that he, speaking of the Antichrist, will confirm a covenant. Now, I think I would be remiss if I didn't explain the meaning of this word, confirm, which has been the subject of much in the way of debate and conversation amongst Bible students and Bible prophecy teachers. In the Hebrew, it's the same word as it is in my native tongue of Arabic. It's the Arabic and Hebrew word, ikbir, ikbir which means superior, spectacular, stronger, greater, In other words, there's something already on the table. It just needs to be confirmed, made bigger, greater, enforced, perhaps. It's kind of hard, because when you talk about other translations in other languages, it's that textbook case of it gets lost in the translation. And this is one of those cases. There's not really an English word to really describe what this word means in the original. It is a word that implies that this is a covenant, a peace agreement, that will be made great, strong. It will be implemented. It will be enforced. It will be finally signed and You'll forgive the word, but for lack of a better one, executed. I should have chosen a different word than that. He will confirm a covenant with many for one seven that's seven years in the middle of the seven. Now we're talking about the seven year tribulation, and by the way, parenthetically, let me say that it is not the rapture that starts the seven year tribulation, it's the fulfillment specifically of daniel nine twenty seven that starts the seven-year tribulation. Once Daniel 9.27 is fulfilled, the seven-year tribulation starts. And in the middle of the seven, he will put an end to sacrifice and offering, and at the temple, stop right there, this infers, obviously, that at some point, at the beginning of, maybe even prior to, that temple's going to get rebuilt. Because at the three-and-a-half-year mark, it's already not only fully built, it's fully functioning. And they're offering sacrifices. And so we're told that He will set up an abomination that causes desolation until the end that is decreed is poured out on him and then lastly 2 thessalonians 2 4 this comports with Daniel 927 the apostle paul writing the thessalonians in the context of the rapture prior to the seven year tribulation says he speaking of the antichrist opposes and exalts himself above every so-called God or object of worship, so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, declaring himself to be God. When does he do that? Well, we just got done reading Daniel 9.27 at the midpoint. And it's believed that it's at this point when Israel realizes, wait a minute, this is not our Messiah. This is the false Messiah that's just committed this abomination that causes desolation. He declares Himself to be God. Again, much in the way of speculation on the part of Bible students of Bible prophecy and Bible prophecy teachers. But it is believed that He will commit this abomination, and it will cause desolation and Israel will realize this is the false Christ, and that will be what brings them to their true Christ, Jesus the Christ. And they will flee for the last three and a half years of the seven-year tribulation and be protected by God Himself. Many believe, present company included again, that this will be in the ancient city of Petra, which is in modern day Jordan. Actually, just a little side note, it's believed that that's where Job lived, was actually in Petra. I've only been there once, my wife and I. Actually, my cousin took us there because I have family there in Jordan. Man, you need to take several days to see this entire. It is just breathtaking. It is just stunning. It is impenetrable rock fortress that Israel will flee Jerusalem and Israel from, to get to, to be protected for the last three and a half years of the seven-year tribulation. Okay, let's try to connect some of these uh, prophetic dots here. So we've got prophecies that describe in some detail that at the time of the end, there's going to be this man, this antichrist figure, which, by the way, doesn't just mean against Christ, but in the place of Christ, because apparently he sets himself up as God in the temple of God, declaring himself to be God. So this man will then, once he does this, it seems will also be the one that says, hey, if you'll sign right here, I'll throw in the temple, no extra charge, Daniel 9.27. So that's what enforces and strengthens, makes it be this seven-year covenant. And once that happens, then the seven years begins. And that's the last seven years of human history as we know human history to be presently. But we're also told that there's going to be an invasion of Israel, that there's going to be this intoxicating obsession with the dividing of Jerusalem. And it would stand to reason that if these prophecies, which again all intersect and connect, it would stand to reason that you would start seeing some of it beginning to come to pass. In other words, you would start seeing some political maneuvering, geopolitical repositioning of the nations that are in these prophecies, right? So the question is, are we? The answer is, you better believe it. On Tuesday, times of Israel, Publish the report. You know, sometimes, and I you'll forgive me for my God's got a sense of humor. So that's my story, and I'm sticking with it. I know my humor isn't always appreciated. But sometimes I just I just wonder, do these people get up in the morning and go on their newsfeed and then go go to Ezekiel 30, <laughs> Ezekiel 38 and go, man, we better get this show on the road. Get Putin, get him on the phone. Get Erdogan, he's in there. And Raisi, we got an invasion scheduled. Okay, again, that's my humor, so whatever. So, this was Tuesday. Here's the headline. In Tehran, Putin, Raisi and Erdogan vow to continue Syria cooperation. Oh, they, they must have included Isaiah 17-1 in their briefing, too, apparently. Here's a couple of quotes. Russian President Vladimir Putin, Iranian President Ibrahim Raisi, and Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan held a trilateral meeting in Tehran on Tuesday. The three leaders agreed to continue consultations and cooperation to, quote, eliminate terrorists in Syria, in a statement following their meeting. The three countries reaffirmed the determination to continue their ongoing cooperation in order to ultimately eliminate terrorist individuals, groups, undertakings, and entities, while ensuring, I'm sorry for my chuckling, the protection of the civilians and civilian infrastructure in accordance with international humanitarian law, the statement read. I'm just going to leave that one there also from the Times of Israel, this is on Saturday, comes this report concerning Saudi Arabia and Israel. Remember, they're going to be together on this, against this allied invasion with Russia, Iran, and Turkey at the helm. So at some point, Saudi Arabia and Israel have to have something in place. Well, they do, and they will. Here's what the headline read, Saudi minister, peace with Israel, strategic option, but not before two-state solution. Okay, (laughs) that's Ezekiel 38. That's Zachariah 12:1 through 3. That's Isaiah 17.1. That's Joel 3, 1 through 2. 1 5, 3. 9, and 2, First Thessalonians 5.3, Daniel 9:27, and Second Thessalonians 2, 4, all wrapped up into one nice, tidy, neat little package. Would you agree? Exactly as we were told. Every single one of these nations are doing exactly what we're told they would do at the time of the end. So let me just quote this article real quick. In it they say, A senior Saudi minister described normalizing ties with Israel, Saudi Arabia normalizing ties with Israel, as a strategic option while clarifying that a two-state solution between Israel and the Palestinians was a requirement before Riyadh would formalize ties with Jerusalem. It's almost like, where do you sign? They're just, they're already ready. Is that even a proper sentence structure? It probably isn't. They're already ready. They're just waiting for the green light. And I think that green light's coming. Now here's where I'm going with this. The common denominator with all of this is that there's one man, the man of perdition, a.k.a. the Antichrist, who will be at the helm of all of this. In other words, he will control the world, a one world government, a one world religion and a one-world economy in and during the seven-year tribulation. Now, here's a question. How? How is it plausible and conceivable that this man of sin, as he's also known, is going to actually gain control of the entire world in this way? He will be worshipped. He will be the one man that will be seen as the Savior of the world, for the world, to solve all of the problems in the world. How is that even going to be possible? Well, it's going to be possible because Satan will possess this man. He will be the personification of Satan himself. And thankfully, the Word of God provides us with the answer, which is what I want to now address for the remainder of our time. The truth of the matter is, and I believe this with all of my heart, and we've talked about it before, it's not hyperbole, that the Antichrist is already on the scene, behind the scene. And he's at the ready, and there's nothing in Scripture, you will not find Bible prophecy anywhere describe the Antichrist as setting any, anything up. What we instead see in Bible prophecy is the Antichrist, all he does is he just flicks the switch. Everything's already been prepared, set up. All the wiring's been <laughs> completed. It's just a matter of him being revealed, coming on the scene, and again flicking the switch. What switch? Well, this switch for a global religion, a switch for a global government, and a switch for a global economy. Now stay with me and hear me out on this. If you were to ask me why it is that I'm so convinced we are at the finish line of Bible prophecy, my answer would be, in a word, COVID. And here's why. Prior to 2020, wouldn't you agree that it was somewhat inconceivable to imagine the world coming together and uniting in lockstep globally like it did. I'll never forget one day, I'm I'm sitting in my office, and I'm looking up on the screen, and the Ayatollah Khamenei is wearing a mask. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. The whole world was doing the same thing under the same control. We had never seen anything like it before in human history. I mean, if you want to really think it through, you'd be really hard pressed to find anything in the history books that would even come close to what we saw at the beginning of 2020. And oh, by the way, Isn't it interesting, hmm, things that make you go, hmm, that this came on the heels of, actually, arguably, in concert with the long-anticipated, quote-unquote, deal of the century. Hmm, right on schedule, right on schedule. Everything is going perfectly according to God's prophetic plan. And the whole world was on board, in lockstep, in lockdown, like we talked about last week. Inconceivable. Prior to 2020, come on, let's be honest. Let's say, let's just rewind the clock of time, and let's just say the year is 2017, and you're here. Good morning and welcome. So glad you're here. 2017. Had a little more hair back in 2017, but (laughs) I'm up here and I'm talking about Bible prophecy. And you're listening to the prophecy update. And I say something to this effect. We're not too far away from a day when the whole world will be in lockdown. You would look at me like he lost it. We saw it coming. <laughs> He's completely lost it. There's no, that's impossible. That's not going to happen. Oh, no, it's going to happen. Let's go back to 2018. Let's go back to 2019. I remember a couple of those updates from 2019. In fact, I had a sense. I'm not trying to say I I knew anything was coming, but I just had a sense that, man, in fact, I even told friends of mine that, hey, I'm going to hunker down, and I'm not going to go speak, and I'm not going to, I need to, I just need to be here, and I need to be here for my church, and I'm so privileged to pastor. This is the end of 2019. Last time I went to Israel, 2018, I was reminded of this. I told the group, I said, I think this is the last time I'll ever be in Israel. And I didn't know at the time. It was just a sense that I had, that this is the last time. I just had this sense that something was coming, and boy, did it. And the world changed never to go back again in the year 2020. So what's your point, Pastor? Here's my point. Prior to 2020, it was inconceivable. Would you agree? It was really, it would have been really hard to wrap your mind around how the whole world would come together, globally, globally, doing the same thing, in lockstep, inconceivable. Well, now not so much. So here's my point. It's not too far of a stretch to get from that to these prophecies that I just read, because the ball's already in motion, as it were. What if I told you that everything now beginning to come to pass, as we near the finish line, the global government, the global religion, and the global economy, are all prophesied in one chapter in the book of Revelation, chapter 13.
0: We are so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. You've been listening to the latest prophecy update that Pastor J.D. has been sharing. And as always, it's fascinating to hear and learn about how the things going on in the world relate to things predicted in the Bible. If you're ever interested in finding out more about this ministry, head over to jdfarag.org. That's jdfarag.org to learn more. If you're in the Kaneohe area, you're always welcome to come check out our church family. At Calvary Chapel Kaneohe, we meet on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D., There's a Calvary link at the bottom of our webpage, so look for it at jdfarag.org. That link will give you more info on service times, directions, and more. Also, on our website, you'll notice a tab at the top that says ABCs. This is a helpful tool if you're in need of understanding a more in depth view of what it means to have a saving knowledge of Jesus. If you or any friends or family need some clarification, This should help clear some things up for you. Again, that website is jdfarag.org. Next time, you'll get to hear some more interesting things about current affairs and how they relate to what the Bible says to be true. The prophecies in the Bible were not just mentioned casually. Every prophecy written in the Bible will come to pass. So there's much to understand about what's to come. We look forward to that time with you and hope you'll join us then. Until then, may you be looking for wisdom from God in spirit and truth.